All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the evening edition of Minor Details with your host, Chimp and... Hello. And hello. How are you doing today? Hello. Going all right. Looking a little hello. tired. Hello. Did you have a long day of work? Yep. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, when I work, I like just stare at a screen all day. So like my eyes get like all messed up. So like I have to like look away from my screen and like rub my eyes a bunch. And that like causes it to get like irritated sometimes. Yes, I know the feeling. I work from home as well and I got these screens to stare at. Um, but thankfully my monitor has like a built-in uh, blue light thing. So I definitely have that going because if not, I think my eyes would be worse off. <laughs> yeah, I probably need something like that. I also need to like dust out my computer because recently it's been making a noise that is not there usually. You sure that one of the dogs is just not stuck inside a tower? No, no, I'm pretty sure. It's not Carmelita? I got, yeah, she, she's pretty big. She'd be pretty hard to get into that computer. Uh, you'll it's be surprised. only little tiny little fan things. I, I remember one time uh, when we were playing at Nick's, his cat appeared out of nowhere in my amp. Good thing it was not on. Yeah. You know... When we jam at my place, like you have to admit, it's pretty cool. Our, uh, how um, Carmilla, like, um, chills with us when we play. Yes, I have. Remember, pic- like, I have pictures of that for sure. So you have proof of it now. So, oh yeah, yeah, because that's a, that's the funniest thing about my dog is that I don't know. She likes the music, and it's funny when we start playing bad. And I even pointed it to you when we were playing. When we when we start doing like a weird jam or starts going in a weird direction, she like just leaves. Yeah, like I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> but then when we find something good, she like comes back, and it's weird because I'll judge the jam based on how <laughs> the dog is reacting. But you guys are too high. Yeah, I'm you guys are too stupid. Like, what are you doing? It's hilarious. Uh well. Here we are. We both work today, and we we definitely wanted to record, so we're doing late yeah. night recording. Late, late, late. Not too late. Definitely worth worth it though. Podcasting is fun. I gotta say. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Just fun to speak, put your mind out there, put and your have, thoughts out there. And I have all this gear, so I might as well take advantage of it. You know, it's not like we play live out live anymore or anything like that. No. It's just hard to play live around these like venues around now. It's like I was speaking to someone about it the other day and they're they have like a gig, but it, it doesn't pay too much and it's like those like border walk gigs, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like they're at like a near the beach and they're like, you know, it's like a bar and they just play acoustic, like the owner allows them to play the acoustic guitar. Busking, yeah, essentially. Busking, yeah. I mean, like, uh, unless you got like a following or, 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 or a repertoire to like really push, most people want covers, you know? So you got to be playing the covers that fit the audience that are there that night, and then you can get more money. Or if you already have a following and whatnot, and, you know, and, and you're bringing that audience on a... On a it's like on, a mutual con- relationship between the artist and the, you know, owner of the bar, I guess. Of course, yeah, because they don't want to waste their money, you know? That's, there's there's plenty of crappy acts out there. Sorry to say it, but it is true. You know, as much as there is good stuff, there's gonna be the poop. In Winwood, I remember they did like this one bar did like a music competition like every other month or something, and I went to a couple of them. Some of them were good. Some of the shows were good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, but a decent amount were not not fun. They they were just. I, you know, I'm trying to sugarcoat it, but they weren't, they didn't play that well. Amateur. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I had fun. Like I, I played there um, and I got free drinks too. Listen, like everyone goes through that. Like that's it's like, I'm sure if I were to look back like old shows, like I, I played, it's just like, dang. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the places are being like, um, Brought down, I guess. Not brought down, but kind of stop the um, the live show thing. I think it's going to start picking up. Um, oh yeah, it's going to start picking up again. It's definitely been slowing down in t- um, in terms of uh, COVID restrictions, especially here in Florida. We've never been that crazy. We we're kind of the first to kind of like 
have ease restrictions. Yeah, to try different things. And then as a result, a lot of people, I was just telling Marcus that a lot of people have been, I just see um, some were saying, this is someone who, um, who, who works in real estate. He's saying, and on average, Miami has seen 900 new residents per day. And the single family home inventory is at a historic low, which is nuts. That's nuts. You know, because uh, 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 across the country, I don't think that is the case. I think, um, well, maybe it's not. I'm not even sure, but for sure, it's not the case in Miami. In Miami prices are going up, rent yeah, is going up, everything is going up. Yeah, I'm expecting a rent rent hike soon, um, sooner or later. And just trying to find a place is crazy, man. I'm looking around, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. It's bad, like. With COVID, it just made everyone just hold on to everything and everything's going up in price. Yeah, but it's also in general, it's, it's, more in, of it's like inflation, a, you know? Yeah, it's inflation and it's also, what is it? It's a buyer's market now, right? Like so. No. Well, no, it's or a it's seller's, seller's market. Sellers. Yeah, yeah seller's I'm, getting market. It, I'm getting mixed up. But the buyers are numerous because you have a lot of people, especially from New York coming here. And New York has a very expensive real estate market. Yep. So you have a lot of people who are used like to paying. one of the paying, most expensive places to live. A lot of people used to paying those big numbers. They come over here and they think they're getting a discount. Oh, this is a great price. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's, so, you know, it's driving our prices up. And that's for the more luxury stuff, of course. But, you know, someone that does bleed over to the single family homes. And I'm turning 33 on Wednesday. I'd love to buy a house soon, but... That's not going to happen yeah. right? anytime soon. <laughs> Around here, probably most likely not, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you look elsewhere, it'll be cheaper, but that would require, like, a big move and stuff, like, out of state, I guess, you know. Which I definitely don't mind doing. I, I love Miami. I've been here all my life. But for now, that's not a viable option. I, I kind of have to stay here, um, Miami side, for now. Yeah. But. Yeah. It should be. It is how it is, unfortunately, because with all the events that build up, it just builds up, you know, things like it, it's all the little things to it all builds up. When Yeah. And, and in general inflation, like apparently I was I was hearing that what half of our, of our money supply or so has been first appeared on um has been first released with, within the last two years. So it's just crazy. Mm. Kennedy price is crazy. But going back to what we were saying that's a big influx, influx of people coming here. So we're getting yes. more and more tourism in Miami and just people living here. So there's going to be more live music. There's going to be more events. There's oh, going to yeah. be more opportunities. Yeah, it's going to come stuff. back up. It's going to come back up. And the Bitcoin community is really blowing up in, in South Florida and Miami. Wow. I, I, I personally Wasn't there it. like a crypto crash recently? Like um, one of the biggest ones? Uh, yeah, right now it, it's all low. I think of 34, 33, but... It's that's still higher than it was last year. It was. <laughs> Do you think there should be regulations on crypto? Well, okay, so there's two different things there. Um, crypto, sure, because a lot of people play it as a scam. Yes. Um, uh, uh, people make coins and, and and they do these Ponzi schemes and it's just like, yes, yes. A, a lot of that stuff is scammy. And I would imagine for cartels and stuff, this is pretty much like a breakthrough for criminal funding because now they can essentially wash their money really easily through the crypto depending, stuff. depending I, I, on I the think coin. I'm not an expert. No, absolutely. But, but like, uh, we are not experts on this. This is just us talking about it. Um, just putting our thoughts out there again. So I'm not a hundred percent knowledgeable on this. I'm not, I do read once every once in a while, like, I'll read some articles here and there about listen, cryptocurrency. Listen, there's no denying that yeah. that there is criminal activity related to, to to cryptocurrencies. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. But we do have to make these uh, clear distinctions when when we say the word crypto, because you have tons and tons of cryptocurrencies, hundreds, yeah. and hundreds, and then you have Bitcoin. Okay, so yeah. Usually, usually within Bitcoin's the, like the predecessor to all that, right? Exactly. Like yeah. they're the first, and they're they're very different from. Uh, so we call them either altcoins or shitcoins. I can call them shitcoins. Those are the the other crypto. Was Dogecoin a shitcoin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they're all shitcoins. Ethereum. Except for Bitcoin. Okay, they're except all for Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, but because uh, because Bitcoin is it's um it's a lot more transparent. It's open source. It's all in the you know. It's all in the code. Like yeah, you know what you're getting into, and I mean we can go on and on and on. But but, but, but my point is, when I talk crypto, I mostly talk about Bitcoin. That's what I'm Bitcoin. I'm that's for. what you're going for. I'm all in on Bitcoin. 
because you know what? The dollar is going down, unfortunately. Yep. And it is what it is. I am, I have different opinions about crypto. Like I do see it as a form of new currency that would be beneficial to us as a, you know, as a community. It's already helped out a lot of people. You know, you read articles on people who saved their Bitcoin for a while. Now they're like really rich. They're really wealthy. I wouldn't say rich, wealthy. Because like, you know, I feel like if you're rich, that just means you have a lot of money to spend. And if you're wealthy, you're someone who like knows how to be responsible with your money and continue to bring in more wealth, I guess. No, I agree. It depends on how you use it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, but that's not my point. But the thing is, is that I read a lot of, I read some reports about um, particularly English police detectives who go after narcotics in uh, England. Mm-hmm. And um, they said that that with the cryptocurrency started out like a like a boom essentially in the criminal market because then everything they were tracking all the money stuff they were tracking it just like that overnight just disappeared and they were like where where's all the money going so now when they try to get a case against somebody it's really hard to follow the money now so now it goes right over to bitcoin which is extremely hard to like pinpoint who like if you're a lawyer, I would imagine you're trying to connect like a gangster with certain transactions he did. Imagine trying to get like crypto receipts and stuff that that's like almost maybe impossible or something. So once again, important distinction between Bitcoin and, and cryptos. So Bitcoin is proof of work. The, um, the blockchain is the entire ledger of every single transaction that has happened. So you may not have your name tied to your wallet and your transactions, but it's the same. It's public. Everyone knows that this transaction happened, this this money went here, this money went there. So you can't really hide stuff per se. And you know how um, you know how the, uh, the internet and, 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 and privacy is. Uh, you can link stuff to IP addresses, oh, yeah. this and that. So like, unless you're really, really, really trying to hide your identity, there are other cryptocurrencies that are better for that kind of stuff. And I, I this stuff definitely happens, so don't yeah. get me wrong. Second point I want to make, the thing about cryptocurrencies is that it's supposed to be, especially for Bitcoin, but uh, 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 let's, let's say other cryptos, some, some cryptos, it's supposed to be a replacement for the current financial system. Mm-hmm. So there, you and I, we have bank accounts, we have credit cards, we are part of this current financial system, fiat, US dollars, credit, all this and that. Yes. But there's a lot of people that aren't served by that market. There's a lot of people who go to check cashing stores. There's a, a, a lot of people who work under the table. There's a lot of people who don't necessarily have access to the same banking or because of decisions made in the past. Who knows? They don't have that, that same kind of access. Or maybe the job they do is illegal. Maybe they're drug dealers, maybe they're prostitutes. Maybe somehow they exist underneath the um, uh, the society that we're used to seeing. So those people... Underground society. Those people are most likely the ones to take advantage of something that subverts the current financial system. So of course you're going to see a lot of drug dealing. Of course you're going to see, uh, you know, like like sex workers or, or the porn industry. Anything that tries to get around taxes or stuff like that for whatever reason, whether good reasons or bad reasons you're definitely going to see that because it's a market, you know? Yes, yes, but it's that's a new market though, yeah, that, to, for our age, you know? So it's like, like anything else, there's going to be the rough patches and we're going to learn as we go along. Now, to answer your first question, should some of it be regulated? Yeah, I think to a certain extent it should definitely be regulated to a certain extent, like, like, like I'm saying. Yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm kind of wondering about. How would you regulate... But what that, are we regulating? Yeah, what are we regulating? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. But every time I try to think of something, it's just like, nope, like that won't work. Well, what seems to be happening is um, most governments are starting at, or have indicated they say when they want to start or are starting a, a central bank digital coin. A central crypto bank? Exactly, the government issuing their own version of digital cash. Ooh, 
And that's that's a real possibility. That's um, that's an interesting combat to that, I guess. Exactly. So and so, imagine how quickly that would speed up stuff like taxes, payments, stimulus checks, um, anything where the government has to give you money or or take money. It speeds all that up. What do I like that or not? Oh, I don't know because I don't I don't trust the the, the the government a lot. But the fact is that the utility is there. And a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Yeah. What survives in the end? I don't know. All right. Now, this is me putting my tinfoil hat on. Conspiracy Ooh. theory. Hold on. Let me get my tinfoil hat. Let's start the... All right. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So, tinfoil hat on. Um, the only issue I really have with crypto, it's all internet-based or based on a server or some form of network. Like, all this needs to be stored somewhere physically either way, right? Like you need like a server or like you need like a hard drive to contain these files or contain the blockchain. Yes, to contain the ledger. Yes, that's correct. So what would happen if just one day like, and it's been shown in history and I am not crazy for saying this. What if our electrical grid just went out one day, just like all over the world? It could like even for just a second, like what would be the repercussions of that in the crypto space? Well, it would go off-chain. So there's on-chain and there's off-chain. Um, on-chain means uh, transactions on the ledger. Off-chain off means transactions off the ledger. I, I, not sure I could explain it better than that. I'm, I'm not an expert either. Yeah. But uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that there's tons and tons and tons of copies of the ledger. Anyone can be a copy of the ledger. It's called being a node. I, I, I have a node on my phone. I have a node on the computer. And that's what kind of secures it because everyone has a copy of the ledger, so nobody can like play games with the ledger. So yes, it may happen where the internet goes out, where where the power goes out. Um, but there is something called lightning, and that's um, that's what I was saying. Um, Off-chain transactions. Um, I great question. I'm gonna try and answer it myself. I, w- I will ask people, but to what point? How long can we go without having? Uh, the ledger updated, um, the network updated. That's a great question. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is that like... But it's the same thing with the current fiat market. How long before, you know, because banks have to update everything. um, They have to like um, update all the transactions between each other. It's it's called the automatic uh, clearinghouse. Mm -hmm. So if... That'd be the same issue there as well. It's 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 so it's a problem for everybody. In other words, okay, all right. So that would be my main question to these people. Then, like, like let's say it's gone for just a second. What is the amount of damage that has been done in that second? You know what I mean? Because I would imagine in the stock market, it would probably a lot of things would go would suffer. You know, just with seconds without like trading or selling in just those few moments where like worldwide get hit with like a radiation storm of some kind. Yeah. But think about what you're saying. You're saying, okay, people aren't able to trade for one minute. So a a, a bunch of wall street folks aren't able to make a buck or two, but how does that really affect um, day-to-day commerce? Someone buying milk at the store or, or, or or, or someone buying drugs from their fucking um, crack dealer. Well, like, yeah, if the internet, thing went out you know what i mean and let's say it's like a true like electrical it would depend on what type of like electrical emp i guess it would be because there's some that could just like mess with their systems and then there's some that like literally short it's it shoots like an intense blast and it short circuits everything inside i feel like at that point we would have to go back to hard money yeah like hard money right and we don't have that like dude no the dollar has not been tied to to the, nothing to the gold standard no. since 1971. Yeah, so, so like that's the thing. Like that's that's what 70, I, thought. I thought it was in the 60s. 1971 okay, is when Nixon took us off to the gold standard, and that's where inflation really started to take off slower and slower. Yeah, it kept changing around for a while. It was like gold to silver, then it like went back to gold at one point, mm-hmm. and then yeah, then it based it off like the national debt we owe or something, right? Oh, I think so. And that national debt has skyrocketed. Yeah, skyrocketed. In the last yeah, we're, we years. fucking. <laughs> so there's there's an there's imminent danger happening, and we need a solution. And I like Bitcoin as a solution because Bitcoin Bitcoin there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin 
in, in, in the entire existence. And a lot of it has already been lost due to the, the, the dumb shit like hard drives crashing or people forgetting their, their, their password. Hmm. When, when it's gone, it's gone. What happens when it's gone? It's gone, it's gone. So you can't trade anymore? You can't if make I, more? If I had... Okay, so so if, if I had a one Bitcoin in, in, in my Bitcoin wallet, everyone has to have their private keys. That's the most important thing that you have to keep secure to yourself. If you lose that, you can't recover that wallet. You're stuck. It's Damn, gone. that seems like a big problem. It's called... It's solving the, I think it's um, the solving the problem of double spend where, well, I guess not really, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's lost. When it's gone, it's gone. Damn that. So, okay. So American money inflation's going really high. And then we start transfer, transfer going over, uh, start transitioning to Bitcoin as like a national currency, I guess like that. But there's only a limited amount. Right, so how how is everyone going to be able to buy stuff? Well, because okay, so we talk about one Bitcoin, ten Bitcoin, but that's a lot. Yeah, that's no, why it's, that's it, it's that, like one is like fifty grand or something, right? That's why it's broken down into um, satoshis, which are even smaller and smaller, um, like percentages of like it's like divided by the like power of something and it's like the percentage of the percentage of the bitcoin down to minus eight okay yeah so um you could have point zero you have you have zero point zero and it's eight zeros after that that point so 100 million satoshis equals one bitcoin so it would be based off of the amount of crypto that's already existing that's what the satoshis would be based off itself in a way because right now we we value everything based on the u.s dollar because that's that's yeah that's another what if the u.s dollar just did fail would that affect crypto well then we then depending on what currency really takes over and how we value it like then we can't be valuing that guitar at 600 usd anymore we'd have to say okay so that's probably about you know 500 no more like 10 million sats or something like that or a million sats. Oh, like Satoshi's. Yeah. yeah. Th- yeah oh, sorry, it's called sats. So that's going to be determined by the market, by the people with the value we put into it. And that's how it is now as well. Yeah. Yeah. But at the, at, it's still for now, you're still trading your physical, your US dollars or your euros or whatever it is. And you're still using that as a transition to Bitcoin to acquire Bitcoin for now. I mean, you can mine your shit. You can mine, but at the end of the day, you're still spending money on like electricity and like you're gonna blow out those graphics cards, you know? So yeah, it's not it's not viable to uh, mine Bitcoin anymore. You would have to join a, a mining pool. Okay, so now it's like now it's like more reserved now. Now it's a specific group of people could do that now. Yeah, it's not like 10 years ago where you could be mining just like Bitcoin on a regular yeah. on a laptop, you know. Now you need like a whole like thing now, like a whole server station or whatever, you know. So what I like about um Bitcoin mining is a lot of people talk about the electricity costs and yes, it does use electricity. A lot of things do, you know, but it depends on yeah. the, on on the value well, I'm. Uh, I think utility. in pricing, it would more be the components because you usually want to run those components beyond its regular thresholding that it could do. Yeah. So, like. But then also, where are you getting your energy from? You know, are, are, are you getting it from coal? Are, are you getting it from wind? From solar? Are you getting it from geothermal reactions? And that's the 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 the, the cool thing about from from what I've read, I think half of all Bitcoin mining comes from green if you want to call green it green energy like like alternate sources of energy because a lot of it's cheap depending on where it is yeah hydro the only problem power. is oh but now we're dealing with a processor shortage like a worldwide processor shortage microprocessor shortage yeah so I that's know. that must be affecting the mining community too right i'm sure it's raising prices in some places yeah yeah ah well 
this is this is another thing though. But, but these are professionals. Think about it. These are yeah. people who have built companies based on this. So yeah, they have yeah. ways of of you know getting stuff fixed or finding stuff, whatever the case is. Yeah. It's not well, some- they probably go directly towards the companies, and they just probably give them a cut of whatever they get. So like they probably get first dibs on all that stuff. And yeah. here, I just want a graphics card just to play fucking Hitman Three. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. And not fucking glitch out. I know. I I I've been wanting to get an upgraded PC in years. And yeah. It's just too expensive. I had a friend, funny enough, in Boston who was. I tried to get him in the PC gaming for a while, like the whole time I known him. And now is a time he wants to build a computer. Wow. And I was like, dude, this is the worst time. Like literally. The shortage and everything. You know, NVIDIA, if you're trying to get a, a 3070, 3060, any of the third 30 series graphics card NVIDIA, it's it's a raffle now. You have to go on a raffle. I know. I've seen it. You've seen it? It's yeah. It's crazy. And, 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 and they, the prices are still up. Still up. Like, that's a $400 card, and then now it's worth, on StockX, it's like $700. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's that must be affecting the, the community in in a bad way uh it affects me but it also means i cannot oh no i still want a computer <laughs> yeah you still want a computer man yeah um i i really just been trying to upgrade my graphics card i have a 1070 mm-hmm. um and that's it's a it's a workhorse it's been doing really good for a while um the most recent game i played on it like literally 2021 um would be first i tried halo infinite and that was kind of choppy like my gameplay was kind of choppy so i guess it's 1070 like it's kind of meeting it's you know and right there with that game but then i read on the internet some people other people are having same similar issues with me could also because i have it on xbox pass because the um interface is different from steam so apparently developers have to like come up with a different build or like a slightly different build to like send on the Steam versions and then to the Xbox Pass version. Gotcha, gotcha. So it could just be a technical version, a technical issue with Halo Infinite's Xbox Pass application. What is Xbox Pass? I don't know what this is. So Xbox Pass is basically Netflix of gaming in the easiest way I could put it because they add games like every... They keep adding games like every other day at this point. Like I, I, I was going to say originally, like right now, like they add like a new game like every month, like Netflix style, where they add like a new set of But how many shows. games are actually good or is it like half Oh poop? my God, no, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of games that I were like, oh, I seen these, but I never played them. So Xbox Pass gave me like the ability to try them out, and now I found a lot of games I like. So it's a monthly subscription, and you have access to a bunch of games. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All and right. they and um, but the thing is, what makes it like um Netflix is that they um they get rid of games too. So like, they'll replace the old games, you know, like um uh, like oh so and so is coming out, but this is leaving soon. Gotcha. Recently, what was on the Xbox Pass is the new Hitman game, the new Hitman. The trilogy, though, so that's Hitman one, two, and three, mm-hmm. but not the old old ones. These are the newer the Hitmans, newer yeah. Ones, okay. And um, I, I didn't play too much. I just got in just to play a little bit, and I'm liking it. I'm liking. I'm. I played Hitman one of the newer ones, and I did like it, but I was kind of like, eh, this is all right. It's not yeah, my cup of tea. Franchise. I remember when the first one. Came oh out. yeah, yeah. I used to play Blood and Money a hundred times, like all day like on the xbox 360 that was my game but yeah so um xbox pass isn't too too bad and recently microsoft acquired activision blizzard mm-hmm. so that means world of warcraft is now microsoft ip That's starcraft crazy. diablo think about that that is now really the funniest thing is spyro no no is it spyro N- is Spyro? I think so, yeah. yeah, Activision. So Spyro and Crash Bandicoot are now Xbox IPs. Think about when they first came out, how like Sony marketed them as like their exclusive. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, though. People are, um, well, people on the internet 
are kind of worried that Microsoft is going to have exclusives like on Call of Duty and stuff like that. My suggestion is that there probably will have some Call of Duties exclusives, like some of them, and but they will probably release other ones, like other Call of Duty games that are like multi-platform. I feel like they're going to try to do that path. Yeah, they'll have at least for some, something for everybody. But if you're like a real fan, you want to play the best ones or whatever, it has the most content. Yeah. They're going to suck you into their, their not their IP, their, their um, environment, their... The cloud. Their Xbox and the gaming department, they are now like double downing on the Xbox, like Xbox pass thing. They are now doubling down on it. So, so, so who's, who's, who's winning right now in the, in the console wars? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I bet you like Sony's still up there because like they just have such a huge fan base, right? I believe Microsoft is right after that one and then then Switch. I'm not 100% certain. I do know the concurrent Steam users for uh, last year broke records. Wow. So there's a, so PC gaming started to get more mainstream popular. Which is awesome because I love PC gaming. And I remember back in the day where um, they were exclusive for PC game, like exclusive just for PC stuff. Mm -hmm. But then there would be like, you know, other games on consoles that were just so dope and they just never released on PC. And now it's like a slow, slow porting of newer games to the PC. Like God of War, like the one of the most recent God of War games is now on PC, and it did really well on Steam. So Sony is probably going to start going into that market now. And remember, this is Sony. They were super restrictive, you know? Like, I, I we can't play Bloodborne on PC still. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm pissed about. That's what the one I game I want ported to PC, like, yesterday. But it's just a crazy how this is all turning out to be. Because now, so I feel like Sony is now getting threatened. Because think about this too: Microsoft has Mojang, they have Activision Blizzard, they have um, Bethesda, and all their subsidiaries. Like they also have EA. Like this is slowly becoming a monopoly. Yep. Like very slowly and. It's- they're the Amazon of gaming. Exactly. They learn from Amazon. They're like, we need to take their model. And unfortunately, in my opinion, it works and doesn't work. Because if you're doubling down on the Xbox Pass, at least fix the fucking thing. There's so many glitches with it. There's so many technical issues I have with it. Like, even the application itself the application itself takes a lot of like disk running time. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing a game, like you want your computer to like, if you have a PC gaming computer or whatever, you want like your computer to be optimized to play the games you play. Of course. But then if you have something else sucking up that, that RAM and processing power, it's going to interfere with the game and it's going to cause a threat, like a, it's going to limit your processing power. And that's really frustrating. That, that was the same issue with Origin for a long time when Origin came out with their own browser. I have some issue with it with Epic 2, their own game launcher. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like if you're going to – and it's just the fact that they're doubling down on it. It's not like if they were trying to treat this as like an Xbox Live thing, like I could understand why the PC version would not be up to par, Right. But no, they're really doubling down on their Xbox Pass thing, not Xbox Live, the Pass. So if you're going to double down, at least get the fucking thing to work properly, honestly. They must not think it's important. Probably not. I, it's probably all the money is going for like advertising and getting the licenses. Yeah, because they have what people want. So oh, you're going to have to deal with it because if you, if you want to play this, you got to deal with it. One thing I will give them a plus though for... And this might sound weird. And I don't know how they the financials handle behind this. They allow games that are early access to be on the Game Pass. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. 
So, like, for instance, this um, Left 4 Dead-looking game, I don't remember the name. It recently came out, but it looks like Left 4 Dead. It's like a 1960s Left 4 Dead-looking game. Gotcha. Um, you go on Steam, it's not a full-release game. It's an early-access game. Go on Game Pass, it's on fucking Game Pass. So I could just go on and just download it and just play it right there. And there's more than one early-access But game. it's the same version of the game? Yeah, same version. Early access is bullshit. I guess so. I mean, that's the thing we need. That's the thing, though. You need to like. Or Microsoft doesn't really care about calling, about saying, hey, this is beta. No, just, hey, this is the game. And it's going to update as it goes along. They're not going to tell you, hey, this is beta. So, you know. Oh, no, it says, it says preview. Oh, okay. No, no, it it specifically says when you go to like download the game, it says this is a preview, like preview. They don't call it early access on Steam. That's what Steam calls it, like the demo. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, they call it like a preview edition or preview review, something like that. But um, gotcha. the only reason why I give them a plus for that is because I'm tired of AAA games. And like, okay, you, you say fuck early access game. And I'm a, I agree with that for certain early access game because like a lot of them are ripoffs, right? But there are some that did make it out of early access. Oh yeah, for and sure. Were successful. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, but it's it's the same phenomenon, um, the old phenomenon with you know like Kickstarter and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have your bad. A lot of crap. Apples. It's always yeah. poop. Well, the biggest one is when they purposely set it on early access, and it's just continuously because they're just making money, more mm-hmm. money from people donating than them actually having game sales. Exactly. But. But what I want to give a plus to is the fact that Xbox will allow them to have that. For them, it's probably just like, oh, we'll just find more people to come to our gaming platform. But to me, it's at least it's more exposure to indie games because I'm just tired of the schlock of AAA games. Like, early access game. If they're continuously updating the game and stuff, it's like, fine, like, you could do that, right? But when triple A games are fucking doing that, it's like no, it should just be released, completed on on the date, you know. Yeah. And the only reason why I brought that up is because um, Halo Infinite kind of annoys me on that. It's been de- delayed a bunch of times, so I understand that they kind of just wanted to release it, right? But it's a it's still a buggy ass game. <laughs> I ran into a shitload of bugs. Um, the checkpoint system was kind of weird. Like, oh, it, it put me on weird fucking places. Um, and it's it's Halo. You know, they they got money to fix it, and they got money to like continuously play test it and fix these issues. But they just needed to release something. And here's the shittiest part: the reason why this is more. I feel. This is more of like a like a quick crash grab, at least to some aspect, is the store. So you can't unlock colors anymore through like just playing the game like multiplayer. Now you either have to like get the main game. Like the multiplayer is free. The game, the main game, the campaign is 60 bucks. And then through the main campaign, that's where you could get cosmetics mm. for the multiplayer stuff. Gotcha. But let's say you don't have the 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 campaign and you just want to, you know, get the color. You could just pay for it on the, the fucking infinite store. And you can't even get the color green for free. Do you know how pissed off I was when I found that out? I can't even make like a military Spartan. Like, what the fuck? You got to get the game. And- no, I have the game. Xbox Pass. That that $60 game right when it came out came available on Xbox Pass, which was a plus. But then again, it's a buggy mess, you know, and you got one buggy mess with one buggy mess. You get conflictions in your PC or conflicts. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to pinpoint when this whole uh, thing of loot box, surprise not just, mechanics, <laughs> not just loot boxes, but I mean, like. Like you see a, a, a lot with Fortnite. Um, I, I don't even play Fortnite, but that's where I see it, where I hear it mostly, is, you know, customizing your character and and, and um, wanting to unlock certain things to, to um to make it more you, whatever you want to call it. But then people end up paying money 
just to customize the character. So it yeah. it, it goes beyond what the game it, it goes beyond the game mechanics, and it becomes like this different part of the game where it's just customization. I get that. Like literally, I get that because I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I'm guilty of that because I played um the Star Wars MMO and there was like a helmet on the store that was like, oh, I want that helmet. So I paid like two bucks to get it, and then you know there we go. Um, no, that that's to me that's more of like an RPG esque element, you know. Like the other day, I was like um thinking about getting back into some MMO because um I kind of. I used to play like WoW and I used to play Star Wars. I stopped with both of them. I stopped with Star Wars because it just kind of felt that the content was getting kind of old and it, they were just trying to figure out something to get more people into it. But the big money in that game is the literal store because what you just explained is what people do in that. that mm. That's specifically what they do. And it also reminds me of like of the, the, the first Wii and customizing your, your me character. Yeah. I mean, people just like making their own things you know yeah, like i could tell avatar. you avatar yeah i could tell you right now when i was a kid i played time splinters 2 and i would just literally make custom maps the whole time like I, I i beat like the story and i was done with it and then i just went to the custom mode and just started making my own maps and had fun with that and um people just like customizing stuff how they want it you know that's why wow kind of is, is sucks because one the only way to customize your characters to do like, you know, you could go get like random loot. You could look on the internet to find specific loot, go to the auction house or whatever. But there's also a fucking store, you know, so it, it kind of takes out the fun of doing your transmog options for that. And there's no player home, so you can't customize a home of any kind, which is seriously lacking. And it's just it's just not not fun anymore. Yeah, the customization options like while other games while doing like Final Fantasy, um, even fucking um, ESO Elder Scrolls Online, they allowed many different customizations options, and they allow you to have like a house, like a like a your own personal house to customize, and that's kind of like what projected those MMOs more from other MMOs or traditional MMOs because now you could customize your character how you want. How you imagine them to be. Now mm-hmm. you can do that in WoW, but it's restricted to some some level. While other ones, it's not so restrictive. Or you just need to put more work. Yeah. No, like in um I, I remember you played um uh Chronicles X, where you spend like the first hour just customizing your character to every little detail. Yeah. That's me. I would spend a lot of time trying to pick the perfect character. Literally. I try to, you know, when I was a kid. Do you always get female or male characters? I do a mix of both because what I like to do, this may sound weird because um, I played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons with my friend like a while back ago, but just a little bit. I think I did two adventures or whatever. And this was like back in college, right? And I really, I really like the idea of just making your character or like building a backstory with your character, right? So what I like to do, this may sound weird, is I like to come up with a story with my character and then base the look off of that. So one of my favorite characters that I made was a um, a Drunai, a Drun, a female Drunai, which is in um, World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. And I had an outfit called Dragon Captain, right? And what that was is that my Drunai hunter was a was a hunter, obviously, and um. I found like a suit of like gear that made it look like made her look like an admiral. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for a ship. And I had these two really cool dragon things. And I thought of a whole backstory of like just like an admiral on like a flying ship or something, you know, like a pirate, not a, not a pirate ship, but like a military setting. And they just have like two dragon things as a pet. Like, instead of, like, a bird, like, the typical, like, pirate bird, you know, on the shoulder of the pirate. dragon. Yeah, it's, like, two mystical Asian-inspired, like, the serpent-looking dragons just flying around. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But with, with, with Asian-style dragons rather gotcha. than the traditional European ones, which are also really cool. Yeah, the, the, the long dragons, Shenlong. Yeah. 
But I like to do a balance, and it really depends on like what I'm feeling. So like, uh, I mean, another game I did, I did um, this was in Star Wars. I did a smuggler who who I just based it off Han Solo. Literally, I was just like, this is gonna be my Han Solo character. So he has like a e a, a no, not an Ewok, a fucking Wookie with him, and um, he uses one blaster and he and i always use the quick witted answers in the star wars mmo with that character so that's how i play and i change my play style for a lot of rpgs throughout the years because when i was younger when i played rpgs i would try to do everything like i think that's what a lot of people do anyways like in rpgs they try to do every single thing 100 mm-hmm, like and if I play an RPG now, I don't I, I don't have time to do everything nope. anyways, you know? So, like, what I try to do if I want to, like, play an RPG game or something, I now come up with restrictions for my character, and now I come up with a backstory. So, for instance, um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll use Skyrim as an example. If I'm playing Skyrim, I'm going to – my thought process will now be, all right, I can't use magic. I can't use two-hander swords or swords – I'm going to strictly make a thief. And the backstory will be is this is like a drunk thief or something. So like I'll start drink. I'll start bringing like ale with me in the game and start drinking it before battle. That's hilarious. So you yeah. Cre- so you, you you create these own restrictions and stories in your head as you play? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Just, just to spice it up, you know. But it's not like – it's not like I make like a whole backstory with them. I The restrictions – is what makes the story exactly. That's exactly. what I'm. That's what I'm getting used to now. So I don't try to do everything in an RPG. That's cool. That's cool. Like that reminds me of like practicing music. Like you can only do you know like these notes or this rhythm or you know or it's you make these restrictions to like make the event more fun because you've done it so many times or you know yeah you played it so many times and so my friend was like that with skyrim funny enough but you also get better at the craft itself you know because you're focusing on one thing and how good you can get at that one thing or how you can survive without having all the other tools at at, at your arsenal oh yeah that works in music and that works in video games too yeah it does and it's a similar thought process kind of well when i practice drums that's what i would try to do i wouldn't set restrictions for myself but like obviously you would give yourself something to work on and if you messed up you would like restart you know you Mm -hmm. would start all over again yeah exactly it's like a little game yeah it's like a little yeah exactly so like that's how i learned music for myself personally anyways um that and just you know just just reading stuff on it and whatnot it does help there's this book by um a guitarist Mick Goodrick called the advancing guitars and that's where i learned that from where uh, he calls it the science of the unitar and basically interesting it, it says you know he's saying like there's so many verses for a beginner like there's so many strings on guitar there's six strings for for someone just learning like one of the first things they that um people generally teach is chords which is so complicated you have the figure here you have string here there's, there's so many different variables like why not just break everything down and focus on one string yeah if you're learning just focus on one string see what you could do on that one string if you're more advanced limit yourself to just one string and what you could do on that one string you know this reminds me of one of my favorite drummers i believe it's max roach a jazz drummer. Hell um, yeah. I love Max Roach. He has like videos of him of just playing the hi-hat. That's it. Just that's his one. In- that's the one thing he's just using. And like every time like I hear it, I'm always like, damn, you know what I mean? Because like that is like essentially the pinnacle of like a percussionist, you know, that they're able to just take one percussion, you know, or one piece of the percussion and then they could just come up with all matter of different rhythms styles licks all that mm-hmm. and it's it's always mind-blown when i see that and i think that needs to be brought back a little bit more because i've talked to a couple drummers and like i mean they like max roach and all that stuff but like i'll tell them like listen to those videos uh, like you, when he's like doing the individual stuff you gotta listen to max roach he, he played a lot with a um clifford brown an amazing yeah. trumpeter who died yeah. young like at the 20s who who um um who even bird himself said like this kid basically would have surpassed me like this this kid was amazing mm-hmm. and they have a couple of albums oh my god some of the best music delilah 
Um, Jordy, there's so many good tunes, man. They're 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 fucking great. They were great, yeah. They were like top tier. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I try to base. I mean, not base my style on, right? I just try to get the influence from. Yeah, no, I mean exactly. Like like you have to hear what you like, what you don't like, and then just try and copy what you like, or try and understand how they do it, why they're doing it, how it why it fits. And then once you break it down to that point, then you can incorporate it in something you're doing when appropriate rather than forcing it. But like, oh, this is a perfect time to go, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's all that like decision base, like your sixth sense as a musician. On the fly. Yeah, on the fly. And it, you know, things like that takes years for people to develop. You know what I mean? Damn, is it fun. Yeah, it's really fun. You know, it's the craziest thing you could do, like if you're jamming or playing music is like synchronize with someone with like just because you know the person Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or you just know their style you just playing with them for so long that it's almost like a sixth sense when they're gonna change or train do a transition or do like a like a like a bridge or they want to do a solo it's all like you can feel that you know what i mean and um that's the important thing about jamming too in a form of practice too because it's good to have like structure if you like want to make music, if you want to make songs, it's good to have like to sit down and be like, all right, what is it going to be in the time of? Like, mm-hmm. what is going to be the structure of this? Because I can't tell you how many times where people would come and they, you know, you want to do a jam and then they try to do a song and they're trying to teach you that song while you're just trying to jam. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, like, no, no. Like, like bring that to the table before we, yeah, we before, turn the Yeah, <laughs> before. Like, way before, you know? We'll say that for next time. So um, let me ask you a question as, as a drummer, Marcus, because when um, when when I mentioned different um, time signatures to people, they often don't know what the hell I'm talking about, like, Wait, like six, eight time? Were you just playing faster? No, you're not just no. playing faster. Yeah. So how would you explain different signatures? Like four, four versus six, eight versus, you know, whatever, five, four. Yeah. Well, usually I just say the time, you know, and like, I mean, if I, if I tell you a time or like if we're jamming, all I need to do is just like do the rhythm or do the, the beat I want or like I'll just show you a very basic version of what I want first and then through the working of like jamming and stuff, then like, like you see that that's what I've tried to teach myself to try to teach other people about time. Cause that's one of the hardest things to explain to people, mm-hmm. especially no offense to like like people who play like stringed instruments. Cause as a drummer, like we could have different sense of timing, obviously, you know, and there is like a bass, standard for certain time signatures right but then again it depends on like influence on your influence and stuff and how you count music and how you feel music because there's people who probably don't count in their heads they don't they don't think about that like i think about that only when i need to Mm -hmm. like if it's a song i'm trying to really get down i'll start breaking it down to like ian anda and like start really like breaking down to micro stuff Mm -hmm. while like on the other hand, when you're trying to show someone, or in my personal experience, I would just do that. I'll just try to find a similar equal footing. Even if that's like first I have to start with just a bass drum. I just have to hit the bass drum where I want it, you know, or at the time I want it. And then I'll slowly add everything else. I'll start slowly adding my snare so to get the one or to get like the offbeat, whatever it is. And then that's how I will teach the, the the significant other I'm jamming with how to get into the right time I want or how they want it. Exactly. Like introduce the template and then once they get that once they're on that template, then you flip your script to make it um what's the word? Like not sync yeah, in sync, but like but like complement what what they're playing. So if Yeah. It, you know, like, so it's like, okay, do this. Okay, once you got that down, now I'm going to do this. Don't move what you're doing. I'm, I'm going to do this instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's usually like that for the most part. But as a drummer, it's just like, again, we hear time signatures differently. You know, like the other day I was talking to someone and they're hitting, they're, they're trying to show me something on bass, right? And when they're showing it to me, they're showing it to me in like a, uh, the, the bass time. Really, it was literally the bass time, like 4-4, four, four, you know? But they kept stepping their foot 
on quarters. And it kept throwing me off. Mm. So I had to tell the person, stop clicking your foot. So I do that. I do that. My foot uncontrollably taps, but it feels so natural. That's the thing. You see, I mean, I'm not trying to rip on any musicians or musical musicians or stringed instruments, anything. I'm not trying to rip on anyone. That is the hardest thing I have problems with because I'm... I mean, when I jam, I don't, like, close my eyes. I don't, like, look up or anything. I look at my other players, and I try to see what they're doing on their instruments yeah. so that I can anticipate a transition or I can Absolutely. anticipate, like, anything. Absolutely. Really. And, and and that's the thing with some people who like to jam. They, they just close their eyes, and they do whatever they want. They just, you know, go, no, that you're doing it wrong then. You got to pay attention. You know, you need some attention uh, for this. Trust me, I know, I know, I know. You got to look at your friends. You got to visually talk to each other. But um, no, the thing is, is that sometimes you'll have like a comfortable time, like in your inner time, your inner clock. And um, you'll just default to that tapping. Now, it can be like a different tune, what you're showing, like a different time signature, but you're just used to hitting it on that feel or that like section, I guess. And that's what threw me off for the longest time. Cause I would look at the person's foot and they're tapping and then I would hear what they're playing. And I'm like, that's not the right time. Yeah. And then it took, you know, this is me developing as a musician throughout the time. And now I'm realizing like, no, I just need to trust my ears. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I need to trust my ears and my gut. Yeah. Cause once you get in the zone, you're in the zone, but if you think about it too much while you're in the zone, yeah, you're, then you you're, fall you're right done. Out. Yeah, you're it's done. you're done, but you're going off, you're and just, you you have to let it ride. You, you gotta, gotta let just ride. chill and let it go, you know. It's and true. Sometimes a lot of drummers too, they would like, when but they, that only works if you actually practice. If you only yes, you if need, you don't practice, then when you're in the zone, you're probably just somewhere else. Yeah, and you're just like, somewhere what the else. There are, are people doing, who dude. don't practice and they just know there's their scales and they'll come to do a jam and it's just doing scales all day or they just know that two or three songs you know like i i, I one of my favorite youtube educators is this um pianist this jazz pianist named amy nolte and uh, I, was, I, was, I love her videos she's awesome you should watch her but um and, and, she, and she was mentioning this exact thing you just said about like um she'll see um young guitarists who just like go up and down the scales and it's just like think about it in terms of what would you want to sing? You know, would you really want to sing? Yeah. No, like, you know, like, like think about it in terms of like something you would get stuck in your head. You want something you would want to sing, not. Well, as a, as a, as a percussionist, that was the hardest thing for me to, to capture for a long time. Um, it, it, not the singing thing, but uh, harmonies. Oh yeah, harmonies were like the most hardest thing for me to really catch on to when I would trend when I try playing bass or guitar or whatever. It's just a, such a different thinking mindset, you know. Like you got to be a little bit more whimsical, I would say, when you're trying to think of a good melody. Yeah, I f- I find like when we're jamming or, or, or when I'm jamming in general, and I can't think of something to play. I will literally just sing. Uh, I'll just okay, like I'll just start singing something. Like I, 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 I like I'll, I like what I'm singing, and then I'll try and play on the guitar, and then from there I'll just go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's in here. It's in your head. It's in your head. You yeah. just gotta learn how to take those melodies in your head and translate them to your instrument. That's on that's the fly. funny. Yeah, and for me with uh when we jam, like I have a whole repertoire in my like in my head. At this point, it's muscle memory of just different beats I know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all of us. Yeah. 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 And you just want to make sure you're not, like, doing just that. But, like, no, kind no, of yeah. mixing and matching. Yeah. But that's what I'm, like, if we're ever lost, you might want to check this out if we ever jam again. If you ever notice, if I ever get lost in something, I'll start doing less and start concentrating on, like, okay, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, where is this going? So then I can match it. So that would mean like, let's say we're just doing like a like a like a like a jazzy jam, right? And I feel like maybe it's getting a little bit too too out, there. Dale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, and then again, you might want to notice this next time we jam. I'll start hitting the hi hat a little bit harder because when you hit the hi hat, it's essentially the tempo maker. You know what I mean? 
So like, that's what I'll try to do. I'll try to match the tempo and try to like, it's almost like, like the refueling a jet mid space. I'm trying to like precisionly get that, ho- that, uh, that refill hose and trying to like co- collect the whole thing and bring the life back. Marcus in his past life would um, refuel jets. Yes, <laughs> refuel jets. And on that note, looks crazy. I say we. Sh- I think we should say goodnight. We've hit the one hour mark, and I gotta work tomorrow. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right, y'all. Have a good night.